Good morning, Cleveland. This is Pastor C.A. here at Faith Memorial Church in this great city of Cleveland, Tennessee, and you are tuning in to Thinking Out Loud. This morning, I'm still kind of meditating and ruminating on this idea of God, the second person of the Trinity, taking flesh upon himself and coming into the world, and the world not recognizing him, the world not receiving him, even coming into his own, those that were professedly religious and they didn't receive him. And, and when I think about this, this first chapter of John, I realize that in order to get a little bit more clarification, you would do well to go over to the third chapter of John. Because when it says his own didn't receive him, it doesn't really lay out a, a big framework of why they didn't receive him or why they didn't recognize him, at least not in the first chapter. But what happens is, later on in the third chapter you know the third chapter of John is probably the most famous chapter in all of scripture particularly because of the 16th verse and many of you listening to this can probably quote it or at least are familiar with what it says you know for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life that is one of the most popular and most famous verses in all of Christianity I mean Athletes put it on their shoes. You know, we have T-shirts about it. People that don't even know about Christianity or about, and maybe have never even darkened the doorstep of a church have heard of this verse. But not many people know what comes before or even what comes after that. Because you see, after verse 16, there is an explanatory passage Meaning that Jesus, when he speaks the 16th verse, he doesn't just end the message or the conversation with Nicodemus there. He continues to expound upon what he just said. And he says this, he says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, but that men loved the darkness rather than the light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that does evil hates the light, neither comes to the light, lest their deeds should be reproved. But he that does truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. That's, that's the end of the, the passage or the end of that phrase of the conversation. And essentially what's being said here is it's an explanation of why his own did not receive him. That phrase that we find in the first chapter of John, he came into his own, he came to the religious, he came to the Pharisees and the scribes. They didn't receive him because they loved the darkness rather than the light. Now, when we think about darkness, oftentimes we think about like gross sin and, you know, Satanism and things like that. But that's not all there is to darkness. Darkness isn't a quantifiable substance in of itself. It's rather the absence of light. Darkness is nothing more than the absence of light. It can be a minimal darkness or it can be a pitch black pure darkness. It, 
it doesn't matter. It's it's not quantifiable. If light comes in, darkness flees. It, there's no argument. There's no discussion. I've never once flipped my light switch on walking into a room and thought, I wonder if the darkness is going to leave. No, as soon as light comes in, there is no more darkness. It It is not an entity of, uh, in of itself. It's just the absence of light. So when it says they love darkness... It means that they loved the absence of light in their particular sphere. And in the case of the religious, it was that they loved their tradition. They loved their law. Not just the law that God gave to Moses. They loved their additional laws or their additional expositions of those laws. They loved the way that things were set up because it was set up in a position for them to have prominence and preeminence. And when God came in, when Christ came in and with the fullness of light, it put them in a position where they had to reject some of the things that they were embracing. They realized the light would have shown that not everything they were doing was godly. And so they would have had to drop those things and come to the light or they had to make an executive decision to stay away from the light so they could keep doing the same things. And that's the choice that faces every one of us. Light has come into the world, and we can make a decision to go towards the light and let it reveal whether or not the things we do are godly, or we can flee from it so that we can keep doing what we want. There can only be one God of your life, you or God. This has been Thinking Out Loud with Pastor C.A. God bless and have a great day.